This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello, and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I have the honor of stirring the cauldron with Rhiannick Aiken about the witch wound. I'm so excited to talk with her. She is a visibility mentor, poetry alchemist, and creator of Magnetic Presence. She overcame decades of debilitating shyness to become a successful CEO, international coach, and transformational poetry speaker. She activates the voices of soulful leaders, healers, and creatives so they can reveal their magic, transform how they show up, and become seen, known, and valued. Unique essence and supporting them to share their wisdom. If your mission is to create a better future for our world, Rionic's mission is to help you transmute the roots of your visibility blocks and activate your visibility superpowers. That's amazing. And I also want to note that you have like the coolest name ever. It's an old Irish name meaning queen. Awesome. Welcome. Thanks so much, Jamie. It's wonderful to to be with you here on Witches, Bitches and Dead People to talk about all of this stuff (laughs) because, yeah, the witches have the wisdom that we need in the world. So that's what we're here to heal. So, so true. Before every session, I pull a card. And today I used um, Cheryl Lee Harnish. It's a fractal art. I don't know. It's actually, it's the picture that's behind my desk at the other computer. You've seen that on your wall. Um, Path of the soul. Yeah. Um, So the card that I got today is Kuan Yin. And I thought it was pretty appropriate based on the conversation that you and I had just had previous this morning. It's a beautiful card and it's all about compassion and self-compassion specifically. So I thought that that was, was perfect. Um, The message from Kuan Yin is stop being hard on yourself. Watch your mind and the words and judgments that you have about yourself. I thought that was perfect. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, Beautiful. I love that. I often um, call in Kuan Yin and also Mary Magdalene, who's another, you know, uh, goddess of compassion um, on an energetic level, because I feel it's so important for melting the frozen parts, you know, and the wounded parts. And also, you know, my work around visibility, a lot of it is about becoming our own best friend, you know, so to overcome 
the, the judgments of the world and the fear of putting ourselves out there is how can we uh, be more compassionate towards ourselves um, so that, you know, there's, there's enough fear of judgment of others, but when we've got our own kind of really inner critical voices, uh, it's very important. So I feel like, you know, compassion and self-compassion are such actually superpower tools for helping us to to move forward and uh, yeah and creating safety so that we can show up with all of our brilliance so I love that I love that yeah I love that too because I often don't equate safety with compassion but they really do go hand in hand so thanks for for making that point that's awesome <laughs> yeah um, so when I first met you I saw a, a program or like little mini masterclass or, or I may be describing it incorrectly that you offered called heal the witch wound. And I was like, that I talk about that. Yeah, that, that resonates for me. Where do I find you? Um, so that's what I wanted to spend a little time sharing with our audience, because if it resonated with me, I'm sure it resonates with so many other women. Yeah. How did you start yeah. on that path? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I mean, it's something I've been aware of and it you know came up in my own transformation work, you know, when I was on my own path to heal uh, what was, you know, my own emotional baggage. I was in workshops where this would just organically arise in the group that there was work that needed to be done. And so when I set up my business, you know, I noticed that when I would support my clients and say, okay, what's in the way? There was one client who you know, I'm afraid I'm, I want to do Facebook lives. I've done one and I'm just in resistance. So what's going on? And so, you know, I, I work with people that kind of go, okay, you know, just tune in. What's, what's in the way? What's your inner knowing telling you? And she was like, oh, I had this memory of um, being punished by a teacher when, when I was a kid. And I could just, I was able to just tune in kind of go, I have a sense of something underneath that. Let's just check. Is there something underneath that? And she's like, oh, um, yeah, um, I was a community healer and my community betrayed me and I was burned as a witch. I was like, yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> let's, let's drop down and work on that level. And we we cleared that. Um, in one session, we cleared that. And and then the next time, you know, I saw her a week or two later, I was like, oh, hey, you go on Facebook Live. She said, no problem. You know, I did one. And actually, it was I was holding back a little bit as the next time I'm going to really, you know, come up with my magic. And she was doing deep you know, cosmic meditations to her Facebook profile where her, you know, very religious family and also her very, you know, corporate co colleagues that she used to work with before uh, can see it and cleared that and she was good to go. So I'm like, there's something to this. Amazing. Um, yeah. And I also discovered I was doing a bit of a word nerd as a, as a poet. I was doing some research on the word visibility. Where does it come from? And I discovered that the root of the word visibility, the word vision, the word wisdom, and the word witch, that they all come from the same root. So visibility, vision, wisdom, and witch all come from this deep root, which is like a, to see, to know. So I was like, oh, there's something there that the wisdom of these, you know, wise uh, witches um yeah you know have been suppressed and we need to do something about that and the word uh weird also yes. comes from the yes. same derivation I tell yeah. people that I'm like yeah well weird means wise so we're cool 
exactly exactly thanks for bringing that in yeah um there is no weird yes yeah and so um you know i've, I've been doing this you know in groups as well the um the healing the witch wound you know in a group process for about three years now and it's really really powerful to go through this as a group to yeah, you know sure. again create the the safety um to be able to go in and and name what happened i mean the you know i've done you know some research into the history of what happened in europe around that time and it was it was pretty horrendous it's pretty traumatic uh, what happened and the disempowerment of of women particularly but also there was quite a few men that were persecuted you know during those times uh, as well and anybody who was you know a healer or intuitive or uh, believed in the enchantment of the the uh, the universe um you know was was persecuted so there was so much suppression of that natural wisdom and when we release that, um, you know, we reclaim that magic. So it's it's not just about the healing. It's also about reclaiming the magic and trusting our inner knowing so that we can step forward, not just visible, but visible with the deep stuff, the real magic that wants to come forward. And it feels like doing that in a group reinforces the safety of being visible in the community because if you're visible in, inside that little microcosm, then it gives you more confidence to step into the bigger world. Yes. Yes. Community you know, is, is, go ahead. And, and the whole amplification of vibration with all of those magical beings in one room. Exactly. I was amazed. And I, and I wrote a poem about the, um, the, the witch wound and other persecutions and put that out um, on Facebook it went before I did this workshop and it went viral I, you know I've never had a post shared so much you know there was over 20 25 people shared the post 70 people signed up for the workshop uh, and it was uh, you know and it was old it was you know there wasn't a, a big lead in time for it so it was really telling me that this speaks to a lot of people you know much yes. more than I realized the time for this has come um, and a lot of the the light workers are kind of going, well, we're so done with that. You know, we don't want to be held back. We don't want to be frozen by those old wounds anymore. Exactly. Um, and your poetry is remarkably powerful. So anybody who's interested in exploring some poetry, this is your girl. Trust me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, what I love about poetry is it just goes deep fast. You just drop in, it takes you on a journey. It's really magical. And so it's something that I use both to activate uh, people, uh, activate the energies, but also it, it was a huge part of my visibility journey of going from literally like the, the shyest, uh, hiding behind the curtains, never wanting to not just be in front of a group, but join any groups as a, as a child to actually going, oh, I, this soul language is so beautiful. I want to stand in front of a group and share it. And also as I learned to it work deeply with the poem over time and embody it, it shifted my energy so much that it was much more natural to me to step forward and be visible. So it's, it's an incredibly potent tool 
to go deep into. It's really, it's, it's, it's magical. So it really is. is. I found it remarkable that using poetry written by others was just as effective as if I had written it myself. So that was, that was unique to me and super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes from the, this, this process that I call poetry alchemy, but this process of embodying a poem where you take it and you kind of speak it, you know, to yourself or to another in a very safe space over and over. And so it's as if you bring your own meaning to it. You're not like in school, you know, we were taught to go, what does this poem mean? And it feels like, oh my God, that's a crossword puzzle. I don't get it (laughs) to actually, what does it mean to me? in this moment what do those words mean to me and so you make it your own and at the end of that process which you know and I do an eight-week program I'll not call magnetic presence because it really opens your field up to really being magnetic but you you come out at the end of that thinking I I could have written that poem I must have written it because it's just so me you know so it's it's a beautiful process right and Every person has a unique interaction with it. The poem kind of fills in the gaps. It, it was really fascinating. Yeah. Because I consider myself to be well acquainted with words. And I had never had an experience with poetry like I had with you. So that was a great new piece of who I am that you allowed me to explore. Mm. Beautiful. And and what opened up for you with, with that exploration? You know, how did that impact um, you? Well, it was a, of course along the lines of this witch wound issue that so many of us are dealing with at this point. But it was accessing some of the beliefs and truths that I had from a different perspective. Instead of sitting in my body here, 21st century. 16th century on a mountain in Germany or something allowing that awareness to come in was so so powerful yeah yeah and it just I love it because it makes sense there's so many people I know especially soulful uh, women um, who want to step forward with their gifts and they kind of go but you know I know what I want to do you know I know I want to you know create my website or launch my podcast as you have, um, you know, or create my YouTube channel, but I'm just not doing it. I'm holding back. And, you know, when we get down into it, there's a reason that that resistance is so deep, you know, so, you know, it's also my message for people. It's like, these visibility blocks are older than you. There's nothing wrong with you. We just quite often people haven't been working on a deep enough level to shift them at the roots. And then they start to kind of think, oh, I'm lazy, I'm resistant, I'm procrastinating. And it's like, there's a reason for that. And when you shift that, your creative energy flows and uh, and things are so much easier. Absolutely. And I feel like it's not something that I could have accomplished alone. Like, I, I consider myself to be pretty effective, pretty intelligent. Like, I can get a lot of things done. But yes. this was this was a level that I just had a blind spot. And I think that that's a, a self-protection mechanism that we've created somewhere along the way. And working with a mentor like you really makes it more accessible safely and, and 
it's not always super comfortable. I'll admit that, Mm -hmm. but it's not, it's not terrible. You make it a a manageable experience. Yeah. Thank you. And and this is why things like the, like the Kuan Yin and the compassion energy is so important to, to create that safety beforehand. And also, you know, because I've, I've done this for so long, I I feel in myself, I've, I've got this, you know, um, you're not alone. Okay, we're, we're gonna literally like walk through the fire here. We're gonna walk into the dungeon, but I know that um, that you know my spiritual team, your spiritual team are there. I know we can we can walk there um, and come out of it. You know, I remember one client I was doing a particularly, um, yeah, particularly distressing, at which we were clearing with a client and just naming what we were both sensing in the field and you know mutilation torture horrible horrible things um and she was kind of going are you okay you know this is tough stuff and like don't worry about me I'm in my happy place you know I'm totally this I was made for this um and it I doesn't feel heavy to me so I could hold it safely for others in a way that we're kind of going yeah we're gonna we're gonna go into the dungeons and we're gonna find the treasure you know that there might be a dragon it might be hairy it might have flames but i know that there's great stuff underneath and so it's it's held uh with that kind of level of confidence and you want you know you want to have somebody who can hold that or be able to hold it for yourself to to walk into the fire that's a really magical superpower to have because it's hard not to take on the energy of other people's baggage in everyday life, let alone when you're going that deep. So I applaud you for being able to do that. I can only imagine what magic you have experienced in past lives. Like you have this glittery energy about you that just seeps magic and, and allure and power. So what have you found about yourself on this journey? Mm, great question. Uh, well, I think for, for me, I've got a lot of um, kind of Celtic um, and fairy energy. So I really kind of connect um, energetically with both the, the wisdom of the Druids and the earth-based energies and the working with nature and the cycles. And I can see we, we both have backgrounds with <laughs> moons and <laughs> astrology and cycles and so that you know really resonate with that you know ancient celtic spirituality uh, and also with um the fairies you know the irish uh, fairies and, the, and they're not little just flower fairies they're like you know big powerful um mystical beings yes but also the the, the fairies have uh, they, they they love music dancing and poetry so i'm like yes um so there's something in there and I actually have a have a guide who um I encountered a few few years ago who's like a, a poetry fairy and so awesome. I, can, I can feel that she comes through me you know when I'm really in the zone speaking poetry and she just kind of touches people's hearts so there's a there's a magic there as well so I feel like that's that's deep that deep celtic spirituality and yes yeah, that river is is strong. Um, so I, I find that so compelling about the fairies. I actually ha- just recently got a dog and I named him Finbar, the king of the fairies. Oh, um, And he he's mystical. 
at this point. He he's too he, he he's young, so he hasn't quite leaned into the magical element. But all of my pets, I seem to have found names associated with some type of magic or or mystical because my other animal, my other dog, is Morgane, Lady of the Lake. Oh wow! <laughs> yes, she was very powerful. Yeah, mystical lady. Yes. And so, and so what about you, you know, what energies are you bringing, you know, essences, to your magic? So I have, I grew up thinking that my family was of French origin and it turns out we actually are primarily Celtic. So I did some research and there was a, a region in France near the Basque region where there was a migration of Celts into France. So that's why I thought I was of French descent, but turns out I have more Celtic heritage. Um, so that's always really resonated with me also. There's a lot of energy around that area that is slightly uncomfortable for me because yeah. it's so intense. And it's not all unicorns and rainbows, so to speak. So that's some of the things that I'm working through. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know in some of those parts, I mean, you've got the the Basque uh, people who are still, um, you know, fighting for, you know, what they believe is their rights. And also it close to there, you have the Cathars and the, and the heretics. Yeah. Uh, and when I was doing the research on the witch wound, the, the Spanish Inquisition, you know, which was behind the a lot of the witch wounds, they started with the, with the heretics and the Cathars. And when they had wiped those out, then they moved on to women because they they knew and they you know discovered that they could really, if they target the women in a population, they can break that population and, and get control over them even more than if they just target the, you know, the, the rebels, as it were. And, and so it was part of a strategy, but uh, yeah, but those, you know, the, the, the in, and, you know, and the Celts, Celts also were persecuted by the Romans as well. And they had this mystical culture that was destroyed. So there's, there's a lot there to yeah. be healed and reclaimed. So that's really powerful. It is. And I actually had my very first conscious mystical experience in a cathedral in Orléans, France, uh, yeah. when I was 16. And you know, when you're 16, you're like, am I just losing touch with reality? Now, looking back, I know there's no such thing as reality. It's just my own perception of what's, what's going on. But um, it's a really powerful region. We'll say yeah. region for me. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've, I've been to um, some of those places as well. And of course, Oleon is where Joan of Arc yes. um, came from. And she had uh, not just magic, but but the leadership, you know, in, in you know, my Facebook group is called uh, Visibility for Visionary Leaders. Uh, and, and, and she was such an archetype for visionary leaders, you know, who Absolutely. were uh, persecuted because she wasn't just a community healer. She was such a powerful leader. But a visionary leader is, you know, anyone who has a vision of creating a better future, you know, so that's 
all of the the light workers you know that's it that's the definition of a visionary and that when we overcome the visibility blocks then we can step forward and create the next level of our work that wants to come in and share our wisdom and so i love that you know that this connection with orleon and the visionary leaders and the witches and the this desire that so many people have to create a better world and create a better future because we need to clear these clear the clear what's in the way and activate the magic right because there's so much existential crisis right now especially in the climate of the of the world that we're experiencing like there's got to be more mm. and this is the step into the more yes absolutely and um and I also feel that we're at a stage where a lot of the the kind of cookie cutter strategies and the experts who are saying, you know, do this and be visible in a certain way and follow this formula. Um, it, it doesn't work, you know, for at least half and maybe more, you know, 50% to 80% of people, that strategy isn't going to work for them either because it's not where they are um, or um, it just doesn't fit. So I think these these really getting people to trust their own inner knowing to access that you know and trust that inner knowing so that they can step forward it's like we're, we're revolutionizing how we're showing up as well not just oh I'll, I'll stand up and do a TED talk but it's like oh what does my soul want to say and how yes. do I want to show up in, yes with all of that and I love that you're talking to visionary leaders because I see a lot of visibility coaches, we'll say, talking to women at large. And it's just too broad. Like visionary leaders need someone who can speak directly to them, not someone just speaking to women. Women as a whole, hey, I'm happy to invite anybody into that space to support women. Rock on. But yeah. we who are visionary leaders really need the person who's going to speak to us. Yeah. And, and what I find is that the needs are different. You know, the, the needs, it's like, you know, when you're operating yeah. at that level and your soul is calling you into that level, um, there's, there's a real terror of, of stepping forward. There's often, you know, ancestral or soul memories of being a leader and it didn't go well. Um, yeah. you know being being a purple you know intuitive magical person so there's there's healing to be done there and also if you're a visionary leader you know cookie cutter strategies are just not going to work for you because you're here nope. to create something new <laughs> you are a pioneer you are bringing something through so so you need somebody who's going to really help you to tap in to your knowing and support you to create what you are here to create not their you know what's worked for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there are so many people listening today who are feeling like, ooh, that could be me. Am I a visionary leader? Um, so how do people identify that they are a visionary leader or that that's the, the next step for them? Yeah, well, I know for, for me, there was this is the kind of a call of the 4am voice you know this little nagging voice that just wakes you up you know in the night or in the morning kind of going there's something else it's just and it won't go away 
Um, you know, I had that for years and I was stepping into my leadership. I was becoming a CEO. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. And it was just like, I'm still here. I'm, I'm not going away. There's something more. And it was only when I stepped out as a, as a coach to do the deep transformation work that then it was like, okay, I'm going to be quiet now because you're, <laughs> you're on track. So it's that small voice that's prompting you that, th- that there's something more for you to explore and pursue. And it's often not, um, it's like the traditional career paths or traditional, you know, relationships or old ways of doing business. They're just not doing it for you. So you, you've got that. And also sometimes it can also come from our pet peeves. It's like, I wish, why isn't somebody doing something about this? And it's like, oh, maybe it's for me. <laughs> to yeah, do something absolutely. about this so it can come from that as well you know and it's just it's if you've got to imagine a world imagine how awesome the world would be if everything was like this like for me imagine how imagine a world where the visionaries get to show up and share their their wisdom and are listened to and valued and that, oh that would be amazing that's my mission so whatever that is for you imagine a world where um that's your vision and the little voice will um, will nag you until you start moving in that direction. I love that. Mine happens to come at 3 a.m. So yours, yours at least lets you sleep an extra hour. Mm-hmm. I love that, yes. Um, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? Yeah, so uh, my website is um, renookaken.com. Uh, so that'll give you what I'm up to, you know, both the, the group programs and the coaching that I offer. Um, and if you want to stay in touch, you can also get my free, I've got visibility breakthrough blueprint that you can um, download and it's at renookaiken.com forward slash blueprint. And that talks you through the top three visibility blocks, um, especially for women, but they apply to everyone, uh, which can give you an insight into, okay, here's maybe are the old patterns, the old ways of showing up that come up for me and how you can work through them. Awesome. We will include those links in the show notes so you can jump over and check those out right away. Well, I want to thank you for spending some time with me. It's been amazing to learn more about your journey and your process and share that with our audience. Uh, Thanks for inviting me, Jamie. I know you've got an amazing audience and uh, I love what you're doing here on this podcast and bringing in all these amazing people and sharing your magic as well. It's a beautiful, uh, you're, you're a visionary leader in what you're, you're sharing here. So really. Thank you. And thank you everyone for tuning in today. I'll see you next week. Peace and badass magic. Have you been hiding your intuition, your spiritual gifts? Are you ready to open that door without being overwhelmed or labeled crazy? Do you feel like there has to be something more to life? That you can't be the only one? The Mystics Academy is where you belong. Come home to a community of like-minded people who are learning to trust their intuition, connect to self, and access the power of their spirit. Learn more at themysticsacademy.com.